The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. We are living in an unprecedented time in the history of mankind. The morals that many have taken for granted for generations, literally for millennia, are fading from the cultural landscape. Western civilization is entering an age of moral relativism unlike it has ever seen. Truly, everything is up for grabs. Does marriage have to be between a man and a woman? Or can it be between two men or two women? Or even confined to two people at all? Should human beings continue to be considered morally superior to animals? Or are all living things on the same plane of existence and importance? Is there any such thing as right or wrong, good or bad? Concepts that used to serve as the anchors of civilization are increasingly considered to be simply flexible ideas, to be changed or reshaped at will. What is at the heart of this historic and unparalleled change? And where will this confusion end? Join us today on Tomorrow's World as we tackle the heart of this phenomenon and analyze the question on which the entire world currently turns. Who says? Stay tuned. Greetings and welcome to Tomorrow's World. My name is Wallace Smith and I've been looking forward for quite some time to discussing today's topic. I'm also looking forward to giving you a chance to get a copy of the free booklet we're sending out today, The Ten Commandments. This is one of the largest free booklets we make available and it's a remarkable resource for anyone curious about these ancient principles. Be sure to take note of the order information when it appears on your screen. The title of today's program is who says? And the topic brings to mind an experience I had more than 20 years ago. I was a mathematics teacher at the time and I was talking to one of my students. Very bright, very sharp, really a good kid. And we were discussing the tragedy of mass murders. And he told me, plain as day, that such murders could not be called evil or bad are morally wrong in any way. He said, there is no right or wrong, and there is no good or evil. Moral standards, he said, simply do not exist. More than 20 years later, March 2015, that conversation came to mind when I read an opinion piece on the New York Times website. It was by Justin C. McBrayer, an associate professor of philosophy at Fort Lewis College, and it was titled, Why Our Children Don't Think There Are Moral Facts. In short, his essay looked at the education of children in America and noticed that our schools are increasingly teaching our youths that moral stands are nothing but opinions that aren't actually true or false. As he summarized what he found, he said, in summary, 
our public schools teach students that all claims are either facts or opinions and that all value and moral claims fall into the latter camp. The punchline, there are no moral facts. And if there are no moral facts, then there are no moral truths. Consider the ongoing experiment in redefining marriage, the family, and sexuality. Beginning in the Netherlands in 2001, now around 20 nations or so have changed the definition of marriage from being exclusively one man and one woman to allowing two men or two women. Many are asking if the genders involved can be so redefined, then why must the number remain at only two people? How do we draw the lines? Is what is right to be defined by what works? Or should we draw any lines at all? Meanwhile, as old standards fall away, new standards are rising in their place. The belief that recreational drug use was wrong is being replaced by the idea that condemning recreational drug use is wrong. Tolerance of ideas that have been replaced by universal acceptance of ideas, except for the idea that all ideas should be accepted. In a hundred different ways, it seems that society's standards are being upended. What was immoral and evil yesterday may be considered moral and good today, only to become immoral and evil again tomorrow. What was once a clearly identified moral good or evil is now simply an option or perhaps a personal preference. Why? Why is all of this happening? Why all of this moral and ethical chaos and confusion? It's because as a civilization, we no longer have an answer to the question of who says. The entire concept of morality involves obligation. Your moral duty is that which you are obligated to perform. And obligation stems from authority. If society is ever to return to moral sanity, we must have an answer to the question, who says? Who says what is right and who says what is wrong? We'll explore some possible answers to that question in our next segments here on today's program. But first, let me give you an opportunity to request today's resource, our free booklet on the Ten Commandments. If you think you know the Ten Commandments, think again. This detailed booklet written by Mr. Roderick Meredith, based on his more than 60 years in the ministry of Jesus Christ, will bring the Ten Commandments to life. God may have dictated them more than 3,000 years ago, but thousands are learning that these 10 simple commands can revolutionize their lives, their relationships, and their connection to God. You need the transformation you can experience in your life that can be made with the information in this booklet. Request your free copy today. For today's free informative offer, send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. Or call this toll-free number, 1-800-493-5437. 
That number again is 1-800-493-5437. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World Magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Welcome back. We've considered the moral confusion that is setting in the modern world, and we've recognized that at the heart of that confusion is a simple but profound moral question. Who says? Who determines right and wrong? Now, increasingly, the argument is made by some that science can be used to determine moral laws and boundaries. You know, it's not a completely ludicrous thought on the surface. I mean, after all, consider the improvement in human life that has come over the last few centuries, thanks, in a very significant way, to advances in science. As we have advanced in the areas of chemistry, physics, biology, and other scientific fields, our lives have been radically transformed. We've discovered the laws of gravitation and mechanics that have allowed NASA to send its New Horizons space probe more than three billion miles away toward the dwarf planet of Pluto and arrive exactly where we planned. We've discovered laws of electricity and quantum mechanics and hundreds of other categories which have revolutionized our world and our lives, which have made this telecast possible for you to be hearing about it. Is it so far-fetched to imagine that mankind may one day discover scientifically the moral laws that govern right and wrong as well? Sam Harris, neuroscientist and popular atheist, has claimed that values and ethics can be determined by science. In his 2010 book, The Moral Landscape, How Science Can Determine Human Values, he argues that moral values can be discovered through science with no need for God or religion at all. In his book, he writes, meaning, values, morality, and the good life must relate to facts about the well-being of conscious creatures, and in our case, must lawfully depend on events in the world and upon states of the human brain. I am arguing that science can, in principle, help us understand what we should do and should want, and therefore what other people should do and should want in order to live the best lives possible. It's an ambitious attempt to capture the moral high ground for atheists, but one that ultimately falls flat on its face. Yes, science can give us a great deal of information concerning why some humans suffer and hurt and why some humans flourish, but it can't tell us everything, no matter what Mr. Harris may claim. And even if we set aside those limitations of science, that still leaves us some fundamental limitations of science that it will never be able to answer. Who says I should care about the suffering or success of another human being? 
Who says that the well-being of my species is a goal I should be willing to sacrifice to attain? Sam Harris's attempt fails at a fundamental level because in the end, his argument says that we should care about promoting the well-being of others for no more reason than Mr. Harris says we should. Should we follow the flawed opinion of Sam Harris, or is there another reality that we should consider? Science simply cannot tell us why human life should be valued, why it is morally wrong to murder an innocent, why it is morally wrong to torture a child for entertainment, why rape, racism, and slavery are moral evils. Scientists can study the effects of such choices on society, but they can't tell us why we are obligated to care about such effects in the first place. The admissions of many other scientists have been more honest in this regard. Atheist and evolutionist Richard Dawkins famously said in his popular book, River Out of Eden, the universe we observe has precisely the properties we should expect. If there is at bottom no design, no purpose, no evil and no good, nothing but blind, pitiless indifference. As that unhappy poet A.E. Hausman put it, for nature, heartless, witless nature, will neither know nor care. If the natural world is all there is, then that is the only answer science by itself can give us. No evil and no good. Nothing but blind, pitiless indifference. Nature will neither know nor care. Morality and ethics cannot be grown in a petri dish or examined under a microscope. When it comes to questions of value, of right and wrong, good and evil, science is simply out of its league. Our original question, who says? Who determines moral values and standards? Remains unanswered. We'll look at another contender in our next segment. But first, I want to give you another opportunity to request your personal copy of today's free booklet, The Ten Commandments. While most everyone has heard about the Ten Commandments, and some of you watching may even have them memorized, there is nothing that compares to actually putting them to work in your life. The self-help industry has become a $10 billion industry in the United States alone. And yet most of those buying books and CDs and seminars would be shocked to know that the most life-transforming advice they have ever heard is just waiting to be discovered for free in their dusty, neglected old Bibles. In this remarkable booklet, Roderick C. Meredith doesn't just teach you about the Ten Commandments. He helps unlock how the commandments open up the mind and character of God to your understanding so you can begin to think like God does and change your life. Don't miss out on today's offer. There's no cost at all and no obligation. Anyone you talk to on the phone will not ask you for a donation. We simply want this life-altering information in the hands of as many people as possible. Call, write, or click and get your own free copy today. Today's offer is yours absolutely free. 
No cost, no obligation. Visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. Find us on Facebook, watch us on YouTube, and follow us on Twitter. In our last segment, we discussed the fact that although the discipline of science has been a tremendous tool in humanity's hands, science is simply not equipped to handle or answer moral questions. For the answer to the moral question, who says, we'll need to look elsewhere. In the minds of many, the answer is that the state and society determine morality. That morality is simply a function of what society currently believes is good and bad. And the state reflects those morals and enforces them. So according to this idea, rape is wrong because we don't like it. So we punish it in our societies. Or torturing a child is wrong because we don't like it. So we create laws and criminalize it. You know, it's very democratic, right? Uh, the idea appeals to our desire to make up our own rules and be individually in charge of determining what we think is right or wrong. Mankind has longed for this from the beginning. In Genesis chapter 2, it says that God created the very first human being, placed him in the Garden of Eden with particular instructions. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. But, go figure, mankind did choose to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Where God had told mankind what was good and what was evil, Mankind had chosen to decide for himself. And we've continued doing that for the thousands of years that have followed. We find the idea appealing. As a society, we define the good to be what is acceptable to society as a whole. And we define the bad to be what is unacceptable to society as a whole. Ultimately, the state, the government, provides the authority to punish the evil and promote the good. In this case, the answer to who says is we say, or the state says. But this concept is terribly flawed and a wellspring of atrocities. Consider Nazi Germany in World War II. It may seem to some an overused example. But few examples in the modern era are so easily accessible, so well-documented, and so enlightening. Germany was one of the most highly educated societies of the modern era in the 20th century, a world center of intellectual achievement and science. Yet the crime of the Holocaust in that nation is undeniable. Millions of people tortured and exterminated like vermin. Not all were executed immediately. Some were experimented on and used as human guinea pigs for the sake of scientific advancement. I ask you to be the judge. Was slavery, as practiced historically by the West, the moral choice until society changed and it magically became immoral? Is forcing women and children into sexual prostitution a moral practice now in those societies 
that still condone or even encourage such practices? Would rape or the murder of an innocent ever be a positive moral choice in any society, whether it accepted it or not? Would the Holocaust ever be anything but an evil in any society? Would a gang of youths torturing a child, terrorizing it, and then leaving it to suffer and die, which we do see at times in our newspapers, ever be anything but evil, regardless of the society or the time in history in which such vile acts took place? You know the answers just as well as I do. No, there is no conceivable society in which such acts can ever be seen as ethical, right, and good. The abolition of slavery in the West was a moral good. Laws that treat women as fellow human beings and not as animals or property are good. We know this. Our moral experience tells us these things are so. Just as solidly and truthfully as our eyes tell us in the morning that the sun has risen. There is an answer to the question, who says? But it is not society or the state. Rather, we judge societies, even our own society, by moral standards that we know to be true. And yet, where do those moral standards come from, if not the society in which we live? We'll discuss the only possible answer in a moment. But since we're running out of time, let me get you a final opportunity to request today's free booklet. Most people have no idea how Jesus Christ focused on the Ten Commandments in His ministry and spent a great deal of effort telling us how to keep them. It was Jesus Christ Himself who said, if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. Not only had the Ten Commandments formed the moral core of civilization for millennia that are shockingly relevant to our modern world today, but they were at the very heart of the teachings of Jesus Christ Himself, a fact which many sadly wish to keep from you. Join the multiple thousands who are increasingly discovering the gift that God has had waiting for them all along right under their noses, His Ten Commandments. This information will not only make them come to life, it will help them come to life in your life. There is a transformation that God intends for you. Don't miss out on it any longer. Request your free copy of the Ten Commandments. For today's free informative offer, send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. Or call this toll-free number, 1-800-493-5437. That number again is 1-800-493-5437. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World Magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Welcome back. 
We're looking for the solution to the moral confusion in our world today, and we've boiled it down to the question, who says? Who says what is morally right and what is morally wrong? We've seen that materialistic science alone provides nothing authoritative that can elevate mankind above the animal kingdom. If science is the answer to who says, then a man who slaughters his own children is no more morally wrong than the chimpanzee who does the same. And yet, we've seen that society cannot itself provide a foundation for morality that transcends its own choices. If society is the answer to who says, then we have to accept the genocides and state-sanctioned systems of slavery that litter history as morally acceptable when we know that they're not. You know these things because there is an answer to the question, who says? The answer is that the eternal God says. God is good, and He commands what is good. Those things that mirror His eternal character and His immutable nature are good. And those things that defy or contradict His character and nature are evil and wrong. While not everyone in this life has access to the fullness of God's revelation at this time, though they will one day, He has placed some of that understanding of right and wrong naturally in our hearts. As the Apostle Paul explains in Romans 2 and verse 15, he explains there that our conscience bears witness to the presence of a moral God in our design and creation. James chapter 4 and verse 12 plainly declares, There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who are you to judge another? There is one lawgiver, not science, society, or state, but the sovereign God. Without recognizing the authority of the sovereign God in our lives and in our civilization, we have no legitimate moral guide. We have no foundation of right or wrong that transcends simple human desire and opinion without a transcendent God to breathe meaning and substance to moral obligation. There is good and there is evil. And these things exist and are reality because there is an answer to the question, who says? That answer is God Almighty, the ever-living one, says. And it is His answer to such questions of morality, questions of right and wrong, which we should seek. It is His answer, which all peoples will one day have to accept in the coming kingdom of God. Part of God's mercy on a world in need of guidance concerning right and wrong is the gift of His beautiful Ten Commandments. Our booklet today is an amazing resource to help you not only know the answer to who says, but also the answer to the question, what does He say? I hope you won't miss out on that information. And I hope you don't miss us when we come back next week. We'll be here same time and channel. Roderick Meredith, Richard Ames, Rod King, and I will be back to share with you 
truths from your Bible that many ignore, but truths which will change your life if you let them. Until next time, please pray for us as we pray for you. Take care. To view the Tomorrow's World telecast or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. And remember to find us on Facebook and be sure to follow us on Twitter. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.